0: You are now listening to the Hot Take Hot Box. You are now listening to the Hot Take Hot Box. You are now listening to the Hot Take Hot Box. Hello, ladies and gentlemen, the microphone finally works. This is the Hot Take Hot (laughs) Box. My name is Matt McSweeney. This is a, listen. The Eagles' offense couldn't get off the ground for two fucking months. This podcast took an hour and a half to get off the fucking get off the starting blocks. But here we are. We are coming out hot. We are pissed off. We are angry, and we are here. My name is Matt McSweeney. I am joined by Ty Capone, who has been listening to a car alarm for seven hours in his apartment down in Florida.
1: We, uh, it's it's crazy. The Eagles might not be the the worst of our uh, stressors in the last, last couple hours, which is crazy. Cause I, I, I didn't think that was a sentence I could, t- uh, I would speak or type, but yeah, this car alarm, your laptop, the speaker, the, the everything, everything, everything is, is bearing down on us at a rapid speed. Uh, and I blame one person. Nick Sirianni. So let's talk about it. What, what, what are we doing? Are we firing him? Let's get started.
0: Uh, well, 100%. Let's get into the we game. Well, uh, well, let's just talk uh, briefly about the game. There's really not much to discuss. It, it was it played out exactly like every single game that had happened over the last two months since the bye week uh, had happened. They they were competitive for a little bit and somewhat in that first half. They, they kept the game close. They... Couldn't get the offense, never got going. And that's what it seemed like was the case in every single one of these games. The offense just never got going, never got out of the starting block, similar to this podcast today. It just couldn't move. the, the ball. But back. guess what? The, the alarm back. is back, that's and great. we moved the ball, though. Okay, <laughs> that's the thing. We moved the ball. The The, the coaching was horrible, again, in this game. Uh, we couldn't tackle. It looked like a lifeless team that wa- did not want to be there. They didn't seem like a team that was ready to play in the playoffs or was excited to be, you know, involved in the playoffs or anything like that. I mean, Baker Mayfield had all day in that pocket again, and honestly, the, the they had more sacks in this game. It felt like than they've had in the last couple months. Really, I mean, excuse me. I don't know if the numbers would back that up, but uh, it, it felt like you know there was a couple situations where the the defense stood up for a little bit. You know, like I, I mean, they, there's only so much they could do. I think for three quarters they were pretty good, and then they kind of just collapsed. After, I mean, Jalen Hurts takes one of the worst safeties. It seems like he really, in these big games, has one crucial mistake that is like backbreaking for us. That they couldn't get the tush push on that. Uh, on the on when they uh, the guy goes offsides in the extra point, point, then they go for the two point. And they can't get it because Vita Vea is just a fucking refrigerator on the line, yeah. and he, and it's just hard to. Get by that man, and then, you know, we we have that we run that horrific uh, Kenny Gainwell play where he runs backwards and, and takes like a seven yard loss, and then the next play Jalen's trying to make a play in the end zone and just takes a horrible sack. Well, I guess intentional grounding in the end zone where he just throws it away. But I mean, come on, who didn't know that what was happening there? And that yeah, I mean he that just was threw pretty it much away it. Right
1: before. Yeah, no, that wasn't. I mean, nine obviously- point game, it was over. The first uh, the first drive of the game a five five minute 12 play sixty five yard drive where we held them to a field goal I felt like the game was over right there um, we go five and out getting like 20 yards then they score again then we go three and out then they score again then we score right that that drive was pretty good The touchdown drive where we actually scored a touchdown was was perfect five yards seventy uh, five plays seventy five yards two and a half minutes like that's what we Used to do, right? Uh, Julio Jones got a couple yards. Uh What else? Then, yeah, DeAndre Swift, Devontae Smith. We finally hit a deep shot. Devontae Smith, 55 yards, and then the Dallas got her touchdown. That was a beautiful play. A little play-action, play-fake, boom, yeah. right there. Like, that drive looked like a semblance of a drive. Once that drive happened, I was like, all right, maybe, maybe we can, you know, get a stop or – we're holding to a field goal and then score twice or something like we're not going to stop scoring at nine. And we did, no. and we did that. That's all. After that, we, what, I think it was the end of the half. Um, and then we had back to back punts. I mean, so many punts and then the safety turn run downs twice. And then, yeah, just, um, I mean, what more can you say? Just absolute performance. Really, like, performance I would like to around. act
0: like, like, you know, usually when we have a playoff game or a big game, you go through and you break it down. But really, why should we sit here and waste our time breaking down a game that played out like a bad episode of a fucking sitcom that just is the same episode every single week? You While you tune in, you're like, oh, okay. You know the Eagles can't score again. They they can't move the ball. Oh, the Eagles can't tackle anyone. They have no. Their defense looks horrible. Guys are catching balls with with thirty yards in between them on every single play. Why are we really all that you know shocked by this or worried? It, it was you know like a like a time time and time again. It just kept happening over and over again. That they, they, they blitzed again. Uh, anyone who watches every single time <laughs> knew that's all you have to do against this team is blitz. I I I know I don't know if it's Jalen Hurts who doesn't know how to you know check out of the, of play calls or if the I mean I honestly think it's more coaching because the the coaches have not prepared him for the blitz to come or have not helped him out with drawing up certain plays. I mean there there's there's like the screenshots of the different plays when they were bringing blitzes and what he's looking at is insane. These guys are running the exact same route on the right side of the field, standing next to each other. Stevante Smith and Dallas Goddard are standing next to each other, 30 yards down the field, and he just got to throw up like a jump ball and hope somebody knocks it down. Not even to make a play down the field, just hope that ball doesn't get intercepted. Like, it it was... He he didn't turn the ball over this game, right? Uh, Other than... No, really, he didn't fumble. He didn't throw any yeah, picks, right? I that I can remember on the spot.
1: No, no, yeah, no. So I mean, Other than other than the safety. That that was the, the, the worst the play. Safety, of the game. Yeah. Yeah. And honestly, the game's probably over before. It didn't matter. That's like, the thing.
0: Like it doesn't matter. They weren't scoring. Yeah, the defense yeah, was going to fall score. apart at some point.
1: Yeah. So same thing we've seen all year again. Uh random guys just getting chunk plays. Rashad White was getting pretty much six, seven yards every rush. Um Devin Tompkins gets one rush for 10 yards. Trey Palmer gets one rush for nine yards. Uh, see what I mean? This happens every single play. Random guys. Kate Otten was open every, every single single play. snap. Trey Palmer, David Moore, every single snap. David Moore
0: like, is 28 is years guy? old.
1: David Moore is 28 years old and has not played in the NFL in two seasons. In, those, in 2021, when he played for the Broncos, he had two targets all year. Yep. No catches. So he has not caught a pass since 2020 with the Seattle Seahawks. I remember when he was on the Seahawks; he was like a wide receiver three. He was decent. Uh, I think he's from like East Central uh, Oklahoma State Tech A&M. Um, just he he torched us. I mean, he only had two catches, 66 yards in the touchdown. But like, and then Trey Palmer had that 56 yard touchdown. It Seems like anytime he tweets that he woke up pissed off, he scores a touchdown. Which yeah, I saw is that. Tweet. Kind of crazy. Uh, LSU Nebraska legend, by the way. Um, Chris Godwin and Mike Evans. I mean, Mike Evans dropped the touchdown. Uh, Mike Evans it, played he, one of
0: his worst games I've ever seen, and, and we yeah. like that was keeping us in the game. And it him didn't dropping
1: touchdowns. It didn't matter. Nah. Chris, Chris Godwin, I didn't see until uh, like the second half. Payne Durham had an 18 yard reception. Not sure who that is. Chase Edmonds resurrected from the dead had an eight yard catch. Like they were just getting first downs, and they were just getting. They were getting chunk plays. They were getting five yard plays. They were getting eight yard plays. They weren't getting. They weren't having. uh any negative plays. Like we weren't getting in the backfield early at all. Eventually we, we, we started to play well. I mean, BG and Nolan Smith shout out to them. They're the only guys who showed the fuck up really on defense. Um, yeah. I guess Fletcher Cox, Milton Williams. I saw them, um, do at least something. Still dropping redick in
0: coverage, you know,
1: love it. Great. Love. It. We had 17 pressures. Fletch had six of them. Uh, sweat only at two Milton Williams had three BG and Nolan Smith had one, but they each had a sack. We had five sacks. Um, That's what I'm
0: saying. That feels so, like a big number for what we 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 were those, absolutely. They're going right.
1: But here's here's something I'll show you that uh, people won't talk about. They always talk about how we had the best O line in, in the league. The Bucks had 31 pressures last night. Four sacks. Hit the quarterback twice. 25 hurries. Kalijah Kansi was an absolute force in the middle. Jason Kelsey had probably one of his worst games ever. Uh, not 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 the best way to go out. But you know, yeah. it's not this guy's fault. He's done literally quite everything. Um, he could have done since we drafted him in, what, 2012, 2013 or something like that. So he was everywhere. Uh, Devin White had a good game. Vita Vea, Shaq Barrett, they were getting pressures. Joe uh, Tryon, Shoynka had four. Yaya Diaby uh, in the pass rush was seemingly everywhere in the first half. Levante David had a couple of pressures. Like, we were just getting blitzed, man. Quite literally and just metaphorically. Like, we couldn't stop them at all. Um, You know, I don't know what these coaches are doing because you know, we're getting blitzed and you're having your guys take forever to, you know, run their routes. You're having these long developing plays and they're setting the house. They're playing, you know, cover zero or whatever it's called. Zero high, no, no safeties. Like they're not respecting us whatsoever. No. So a massive change needs to happen. Uh, There's definitely needs to be a shakeup on the roster. I saw people saying, you know, what can we get for AJ Brown? I'm not sure if that's the move, but, I guess if we can get a first-round pick for for him. Why not? I guess I don't know. I don't really. I'm not attached. Yeah, like to like what any, are you going to do any, with that though? That, that's I'm like not, right. Only, not gonna I a would trade him receiver.
0: if I viewed him like if he really was truly the cancer that we thought he was at the end of the year. Then, but I don't think he is. I don't. I don't, so don't, don't
1: want to. I think there's I much bigger issues did. than him. Yeah, I think the O line is going to need some help. Um, I think we need to get some kind of semblance of a third receiver. We don't even have that. we a second tight end, like. Having, it like, drafting a, you know, taking somebody like a Tucker Craft, like the Packers did, when they already invested in in Musgrave, great move. Um, They have 45 receivers, all their young receivers, Dobbs, um, Wicks, Jaden Reed, Christian Watson, like, they have a bunch of young options. We need to get somebody else, like a backup tight end, a swing tight end receiver, somebody in, like, the mid-rounds. But a lot of it's going to come on the defensive side. I mean, I don't even know where to start on the defensive side. You know, the linebackers are bad, but they're being like, you got to remember, you brought Zach Cunningham in like September and he's like, I mean, he had a good game, but he also had a bad game. Like he was kind of, he missed a bunch of tackles. Um, (laughs) I mean, the team itself, Nick Morrow was was running behind guys the whole game. Nick Morrow, again, he was a special teamer for the bears and he's played, he played pretty well all in all this year.
0: Did you see Shaq Leonard (laughs) out there?
1: Uh, I didn't see him once. I mean,
0: I'm sure I know he's out there, but like they didn't notice him whatsoever.
1: He did not play one snap. Really? Okay. Well, there you go. He did not play one snap. No, he did not play at all. So show
0: you. And then he's the one he's got the balls to be like, yeah, I have a lot to decide. You have to decide whether you should retire or go play
1: on someone's practice squad or not, buddy. It's over. Yeah. It's just like, you know, Kevin Byers, since we traded for him, I haven't noticed him at all. I haven't noticed him at all. So that didn't work. Um, I thought Keely Ringo and Nolan Smith were the only young players to show flashes. Keely Ringo finally got into the game after the first quarter when Bradbury got benched, but he was still playing uh, after the first second quarter. Bradbury was he? Need, he just I mean,
0: you want dude? Honestly, it's not even really for me with Bradbury. As much as I think he's cooked and it's his ability, he did not want to be out there. That that what it's it, no, it seems like. Play
1: didn't want to be out there. No, you can tell by by his moving around. He didn't want to be out there. Um, I don't think um, Kevin Byard wants to be out there. Jalen Carter got absolutely stonewalled. He missed a couple tackles. Uh, yeah, no, I don't think anybody wants to be out there besides Brandon Graham and Nolan Smith. The yeah. you know lead by example rookie and the lead by example vet, which is you know both of them have to come back next year in a, in a high role. I guess Nolan Smith and BG they should like kind of be uh, you know lumped together on that off that edge. Like BG's going to play less. Nolan Smith's got to play more but you know and they're very similar it seems like in in some ways yeah i wouldn't bring fletch back but if it's cheap why not um i don't even know where you go for, what do you even do at linebackers i don't know if i'd bring any of these guys back maybe no, you bring back no. one just to be a warm body and then you have to look at the dbs i mean who do you bring back there besides Blankenship?
0: uh and you he wouldn't even be uh number 1 on my i mean you know like he's just like uh, a depth guy. Uh, it seems like I mean you obviously he yeah. sh- he showed that you need him but we need serious help in the linebacker situation, in the linebacker core and, and just they need to actually for once take serious consideration in that. You know, like that needs to be a focus for for the offseason. I don't know if you go out you sign a Devin White or something like that just to kind of give you an uh, you know, outside line. like you just you need to re- dedicate some sort of resources to it because getting guys off the scrap heap is obviously not working, and I think no. you're going to need to go out and either get some extra defensive line help, some extra help off the edge, because you know those guys that you have weren't doing it. Maybe, maybe tr- I I would trade Josh Sweat. I would try to get out from underneath yeah. that. Or if it's really just the defensive scheme, then we need to bring someone in here that's going to. Uh, you know uh, get the most out of these guys we're gonna talk about all that in, in, a, in a second I did just want to put this game to rest first uh, it's a horrible way so it, it sounds like Jason Kelsey's gonna retire uh, that's what the you know the thought process is I mean it's the day after the game he told people that night that he was gonna retire uh, I've not I'm not sure that he's actually going to retire. I think he probably is done. I felt like if they hadn't gone to the Super Bowl last year, that he was going to walk away anyway. But he felt like you know they were close enough, and he you know maybe one more year they come back and make it happen. I don't think he really. It's official, his, though, no? No. Well, he he said that um, you know basically to the reporter like I never announced my retirement. Like, do your job. But the reporter went out and said like it was. I think McLean was like you know he talked to all these different people who said that he said it to people like uh, before the game or after the game or something like that so I-, I think honestly though like what what i'm saying is basically like i wouldn't doubt that he's just being emotional right now and maybe he changes his yeah. mind in june or july or something like that but right, i mean i think he's probably done i, I- it-, it-, it seems like the perfect time to just be done because why would you want to put yourself through this? Especially if they're going to bring back Sirianni again, which I don't think they will, but... Please, no. No, I mean, we, which, you know, we're going to talk about. But I, I would, like, quickly, just to talk about, I mean, really, they are going to miss him, man, The Jason Kelsey. Not only for his cultural, you know, I- impact and importance that he has for the city and what he means to everyone in the fan base. I mean, you want to talk about a, a jersey from an offensive lineman that you see more Kelsey jerseys than you probably see anyone else. Like, it's... It's pretty remarkable the the impact, the lasting impact that that guy's going to have here. It, it's it's just it, that was one of the worst parts about last night that like that yeah. guy's crying walking <laughs> off the field. It meant more to him than probably anyone on the team. And yeah, he, it's close. just like that's that's it. You know, like that that's the way he goes out. They get fucking dog walked by the Buccaneers again. You know, just like a couple years ago. You know, Sirianni takes them to the playoffs. They get destroyed by Tom Brady's Buccaneers, and then now. The Todd Bowles' Buccaneers, and led by Baker Mayfield, do the exact same thing to them. It's it's sad, but that, that's it. You know, like that's the end of the road, probably for Fletcher too. And that that doesn't make me as sad. But I mean, I, I would be. I, you know, the thing is, those guys want to be paid like they're still superstars. That's the big problem. I, and I don't think we can afford to bring back guys at that rate who are going to be playing sixty percent of the snaps or fifty percent of the snaps. You know, it's it is just a sad way. For this Eagles era to go down, for it to be this sad, for them to be ten and one, for them to be on top of the world, and for them to just completely collapse, man—it's it, uh, this is uh, as well, as long as we've been alive, Ty. This is easily the worst worst thing that's happened to the Eagles.
1: Yeah, and you talk about all the stuff off the field in the locker room. What about on the field? Like we were supposed to draft Cam Jurgens to be the replacement. He has not played well pretty much no. since he's been here. I know it's been a small sample size, but he's mixed around a guard it hasn't really played center as much. But I haven't liked what I see from a guard. I mean the, the tandem of him and Kelsey last night got smoked. So uh Lane Johnson's one year older. That's gonna be an issue. going to come have, back. We, we have no swing tackles. We we have no young O lineman, no. Um, in the system at all. I mean, we hardly have Steam. any veteran. That's O lineman. Yeah, Tyler Steeman. The little action he faced, he, he got like he gave up like ten pressures. Yeah, just to be outdone by the the fellow that the Cowboys had that we absolutely smoked. Um, so yeah, we have, listen. We have nineteen free agents pending. I wanna, I want to know how many you would bring back. So it's Kelsey Cox.
0: I, I'd bring them back if they really wanted. All three. To. Uh, I, I, I'd rather uh, if I had to rank them, Kelsey Graham than Cox. But
1: yeah, I think Graham's back no matter what. I think he knows he, he's not an idiot. He he knows he's not going to get big money anywhere else. Nobody, you know, the interest in him probably isn't going to be that high. You know, he's listen all year. He's he's been a, among PFF's highest rated players on our team. Just you know, obviously less snaps than usual. He's getting older and whatnot. But he do he, he, you never have to worry about his effort level. Never ever. ever. Um. Fletch, yeah, I, I don't feel the same. But anyway, uh, if Fletch wanted to come back, why not? Mariota, Swift, Boston Scott,
0: I, I would let all of them walk.
1: I uh, kind of like agree. Swift, though, like
0: Swift, I, I in a, in a perfect world, if he was going to come back, like I, I no problem with him. But like he's going to want to get paid. I'm not paying him.
1: Probably, yeah, yeah, probably at least a little bit, or like or a multi year deal. But uh, I'm good with that. Zach Cunningham, Justin Evans, who uh, I don't, I think season ended before he even started. Yeah, Shaq Leonard. No, uh, Sue Uh
0: So I would, I would bring back Zach Cunningham. I would let the other guys. I would do
1: uh, Rashad Penny. I think you would bring him back right yet. Yeah, no, uh, that <laughs> didn't work. Yeah, like, Olamide, That guy didn't even see the field all year. Alameda, Zacchaeus, Nicholas Morrow, Albert o. Uh, I,
0: I mean, I don't even know what Zacchaeus could really bring us because he he didn't play.
1: Yeah, and those because other guys one, one touchdown. Brayden Mann, Jack Driscoll, no. Sean Bradley. Quez Watkins, Jack Stoll, all of them. See ya. Yeah. So of the 19 free agents, I bring back like six. Yeah. All right. So that should, that should open up a little bit. We should have not a lot of money, but we should have money. Uh, Maybe we can trade sweat. Maybe uh, what's Byron's deal? I guess. Is he even, I think they can
0: cut him without having a uh, penalty. But there you go. I would do.
1: Yeah. He didn't play. He didn't do shit when he was here. And honestly, he didn't do shit for Tennessee. The, the, at the end of his tenure there. So, um, but I, I think honestly, a lot of this comes down to what do we do at, on the defensive side of the staff, right? We, we, well, why don't we,
0: why don't we just go into it? Like from attack it from this angle. And then if we think that Sirianni going to stay, then we talk about the defense. Cause I think yeah. it all starts with the head coach. Cause if, if the head coach isn't here, then and we don't have to worry about it. Like, there's going to be a whole new philosophy. There's going to be a whole new scheme and everything brought in here. I will ask you, Ty, just to, as a, just to start this off, do you think the Eagles should bring back Nick Sirianni next season?
1: Uh, no, I don't think so. I think the way he ended the season... Uh, dude, the fact that the team, players on the team don't know. Like We we talked about this a couple weeks ago. We're like, yo, I don't even know if anybody knows who Paul's plays. Players on the team don't even know who calls plays most of the time. If it's Sirianni or Johnson, that's an issue. That's such an issue that you can't just get rid of the OC. Like, especially when you have the head coach saying, Oh yeah, this is my offense. This is me. This is me. If that's you, you got to go. Yeah. You have to go. The, the, the inability to fix protections, the inability to have, um, route concepts be anything seemingly befitting a, a top 25 offense, let alone whatever, um, is just the, the inability of the offense to get moving. If that's him, he's got to go. And it's funny because everyone is obviously going to blame Brian Johnson, but I don't think Brian, Brian Johnson's calling these plays. I, I mean, I guess we'll never know. Truly that is Nick Sirianni. I think maybe he's just covering up for his guy, right? Maybe again, we will never know. But the fact that players were quoted in an article saying they don't know that's a, that, that's such a red flag ending the season the way you did losing to the teams you lost to in the fashion that you lost them. Yeah. I think he's got to go. I know it's kind of unprecedented, unprecedented. And there's a lot of people saying, no, there's no way they do that. They'd be idiots. I'm like, would, would we, I mean, who's, who's lining up to hire Nick Sirianni? ahead had a Mike Vrabel, uh, maybe Pete Carroll, Bill Belichick, Ben Johnson, Bobby Slowick, Mike McDaniel, uh, McDonald, Dave Canales, who played, did a great job against us last night. Um, like, is Nick Sirianni going to be a hot commodity on the, on the coaching? No, i am looking
0: for you. Really?
1: Yeah. Yeah, he'll be at OC somewhere. Which, you know, hey, if you want God him blessed. to be calling your plays, yeah, have fun. So it's not like we're getting rid of Andy Reid at the time we got rid of Andy Reid. And even then, you know, he had multiple seasons in a row. It was just time to both parties to start fresh. Yeah. Nick Sirianni is not a great coach. I don't, he's not even a good coach. To be honest, I don't know what he does. So I have no problem cutting ties with him now. Um, will they do that? I don't know. I'm, I'm, I have like conflicting thoughts. I think they might just cut ties with some of the coaches, right? Like definitely get rid of Brian Johnson. They're like, okay, now, now that's the issue, right? They're going to scapegoat somebody. They trade AJ Brown or somebody gets scapegoated or moved in the way that Sirianni can now bring in somebody else. But I'm not sure.
0: I think, that would be a bad move just because I think that, like, not that I really care, but it it would, if I was Jalen Hurts, that would piss me off if I knew that Sirianni was the one that was actually, you know, the, the downfall of our team, and you scapegoat my guy, the offensive coordinator, as the reason for, you know, why things went left, which I think... I, I, like, I hear people tell me, you know, it's Sirianni's offense. Uh, Brian Johnson's calling the plays, but he doesn't get to pick his own plays. He's given the plays that he's supposed to like, pick from. If Even if that's the case, he's still horrible because he picks some of the worst plays to run. Like, ever. In the worst opportunity, like, opportune times and just everything. Like, second and eight last night, Blitz is coming, and they run like a... Like a flat route out to Kenny Gainwell, like three yards behind the line of scrimmage, and like there's three Buccaneers with no blocking ahead there to tackle. And the plays you didn't see any QB draws last night, like really any, right? I don't think he ran any. So I, I like why? Why? Because we were running them all season long. Why did we stop running them? I, I like there was the the offense had no creativity, no ingenuity, no anything, and. At the end of the day, Ty, we talked about this for a month, man. If you were, if Nick Sirianni is the offensive coach and the offense is bad and horrible and week after week he does nothing to fix it, why is he still here? Why, yeah. why are you going to look me in my eyes and tell me that something's going to change next year? If he really needs a new offensive coordinator and defensive coordinator, if those are the people who are going to carry the team every year, he should not be here. He should not be here. It's you. What are you doing then? We're just having other people come in, and you're just standing on the on the sideline, averaging thousands of claps. You did nothing. You let this team fall apart, man. You were gift. You were gifted a Ferrari, and you just forgot to change the fucking oil. And like, it it, it just it's unconscionable what he what he let happen to this team. Now, this team wasn't the the most perfect team in the world. I'm not the Howie Roseman made plenty of mistakes along the way. You know, he neglected certain uh, position areas and whatnot, but all in all, Ty, for the most part, this team was almost the same roster that went to the Super Bowl last year. At the very least, they should have won this division. They were going to be gift-wrapped this division, and I think really what's going to get him fired is that he couldn't beat the Cardinals. He couldn't beat the Seahawks. He couldn't beat those teams that he really was supposed to beat down the stretch that actually wound up costing them this, this season. Uh, if, for at least this early end of a season, because I mean, even if if we had gotten that two seed and the Packers came to town, the exact same thing probably would have happened to us.
1: Yeah, um, I I like to touch on something with Hallie Roseman. I think he also, you know, I don't think he's uh, I, I think he should be getting a little blame as well. For I mean, sure, you know, he he's putting this roster together. I think this year's draft or twenty twenty two draft is really going to haunt him for a while. Trading up for Jordan Davis, taking him over as All Pro Kyle Hamilton didn't like it at the time obviously don't like it now. George Davis is just not he's he's just sticks. He's just not good. Yeah, Like he he, mean, he 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 gets erased from plays on single teams, not just double teams. And I acknowledge that double teams, you know he gets doubled a lot. But he gets erased, moved backwards. Doesn't look like he's in shape. Also, he took Cam Jerkins at 51 right before George Pickens, Trey McBride, a couple other decent thank players, God we you know. Don't
0: take George Pickens. That guy's a such yeah. path.
1: Yeah. He is a psychopath, but I mean, good, you know, have, having him having him in this offense would be fun. Taking to Kobe Dean that hasn't worked. You had guys uh, Terrell Bernard won a couple picks later, but you know how he doesn't like taking linebackers. Terrell Bernard is now starting for the Bills. I think he got hurt, but uh, he played all year. Uh, who else? Kyron Johnson, one eighty one. That doesn't matter. It's a fifth round pick, but uh, sixth round pick, I should say. So twenty twenty one though, also not a great, not a great. I mean, Devontae Smith, I love him, but taking him over Micah Parsons, yeah, not great. And then obviously the Rager over Jefferson. I mean, we've, we've left a lot of talent on the board um, draft wise. So he's going to have to knock it out of the park this year. I'm already looking at mocks. I'm already way deep in mocks. It's already mock season for your boy. So, um, and I know how he has this uh, he's always known for not taking a corner in the first round or not drafting a linebacker in the first round. Well, it's time to break those habits, buddy, because we need cornerbacks very badly and we need linebackers desperately. So, um, we need a, a lot. Man. Look. I have a lot of issues with the D line, but I think there is still some talent there. And, you know, at least you have some younger players at those positions that have showed flashes of Jomo a Carter, Marlon T slightly Milton. Um, and then you have Reddick still in his prime sweat should be in his prime, but the, the linebackers and DBs, they're getting older. They're not, there's, there's nobody really there. So, um, yeah, I think we need first round pick Kool-Aid McKinstry. Mark me down for that.
0: So, if we both agree, right, <clears throat> excuse me, that Sirianni should be gone, uh, who would be your top three? Like, I, I guess not only, really, all right, for, for one, we both agree he should be gone. Do you, now the question is, do you think the Eagles will move on from
1: him? I'm 50-50. I'm, I'm very split. I'm, I think there's going to be, a, I think there's gonna be some, uh, some, some push from the fans to keep him. But I think there's going to be a, a heavy push to get rid of him. I mean, you saw the 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 one loser, uh, the Eagles fan, dump a thing popcorn of popcorn on. at him. Yeah. Meanwhile, he brings a helmet to the football game. Like, yeah, you're a loser, buddy. Um, but fans do not like him right now. I mean, his shit was working when we were winning. It's not winning any. It's working anymore. Um, so I guess it depends how hard of a of a push will it be to fire him from the fan base? Is is and the players, really. I mean, Howie Roseman knows these guys more than we do and, and knows what's going on in that locker room better than we do. So um, it'll be very telling. I think if he gets fired, I think it'll be very telling how those players felt. You know, if you don't see players going to bat for him on social media, uh, besides like Kelsey and Graham and, you know, a couple other guys, we'll see. We'll see. I, I But I think they might. I think the way that season ended, coming off of a Super Bowl run and not even getting close to it, um, yeah, I think how he's going to take a deep look at that and see how pissed poor the team was. I mean, we got doubled up in yards for like the last five games, it seems like. So I think there's a real chance that he does it. I think there's a real chance he does it, but, um, I don't know. I'm not sure. I think there's also a, a good chance that, you know, some players and coaches get shuffled around and we give Sirianni one more chance, but I, I would wouldn't not. watch them.
0: Uh, I, I like, <laughs> I, I mean that, like I would watch them just for, to do this podcast, but like at, for like my own for emotional and like I would be like all excited I would not like there you you would not be able to convince me that the Eagles would be able to do anything because not nothing would change who who could they hire as the offensive coordinator or whatever that would fix the ultimate problem which is the fact that our head coach just doesn't do anything
1: he showed
0: in this last 2 months that he has no impact on, on what happens at all that that So
1: it's that who would it be your guy? Who would be your top 3? Uh, Nominee choices to go after. If, um, if it became a thing. If Unless I happen today, yeah, just yeah. To
0: be- if I had my say, it would be Jim Harbaugh, number one. That that would be the most ideal kind of guy that you, you could have. I think for us, he, he would. He is. He's a coach who has experience with a quarterback with a similar skill set. And you know, when he coached Colin Kaepernick, he had them in the playoffs year after year after year. Yep. Uh You know, I I think he would probably get the most out of Jalen Hurts, and I also think that this offense would be more balanced and go back to a rushing sort of uh, mentality or just hard-nosed, gritty mentality, which we have not had. We, we didn't have this year. Last year, we were gritty. We ran the ball at people's throats, and there wasn't a goddamn thing they could do about it. This year, we were, it felt like we moved to a, a finesse team. We ran the ball two times in a row to start this game last night, Ty, and then proceeded to throw 11 of the next 12 plays. Like, yeah, no eh, balance. Eh, there's no balance whatsoever. So if we can get a coach that can come in here and just reestablish our offensive identity, then that enough to me is number one. Number two, uh, I would, I, I know this, uh, you know, I, this is the more like realistic thing that I think the, this is Eagles, uh, the Eagles way of life, Ben Johnson. That's uh, I, I want. yeah, like that, that seems like an Eagles head coach, a guy who's not going to come in. And demand too much personnel. Say who's just going to come in help, you know, coach the team, be a part of the uh, of the you know of the the brain trust, I guess I should say, with Howie Roseman, Jeffrey Lurie, Ben Johnson as a you know sort of a, a three headed snake there, uh, with for lack of a better word, snakes, all of them snakes. Um, that that would be it. And then three, as corny as it is, or as unrealistic as it may be, I, I still would love Bill Belichick. Uh, I, I just as a guy who's going to come in here and make sure our defense is in the top 10 for, you know, without a doubt, I I think whether, whoever they sign, they need to bring in a defensive coordinator. Who's going to just be able to take over the entire defense and is going to have complete autonomy over what happens. Uh, that that would be my three.
1: Yeah, I think I would go Ben Johnson. Number one. I think uh, he, he is. I like what I, I just love what Detroit's offense is doing. And that's what Jared Goff, who, you know, can, can turn into a pumpkin uh, randomly sometimes and get very turnover friendly. So I think um, while maybe Jalen's not that much better, I think he's uh, definitely a better quarterback to have run your offense. And, um, yeah, I would love hardball. I think um, any of the OCs are kind of interesting. Mike McDonald, uh, Bobby Slowick. Slowick is, comes from that uh, Shanahan coaching tree. Um, also, have you ever seen that um, – that graphic of the Washington then Redskins coaching staff from like 10 yeah. years ago. So, you Kyle Shanahan's the OC, Sean McVays on tight ends, Mike McDaniel at receiver coach, Bobby Slowick is a defensive assistant, Matt LaFleur's a QB coach. Like, that's a, that's just a stacked ass um, coaching staff. Also, do you see Jay Gruden and RG3 going at it yeah. on Twitter last night? That was Jay Gruden was off of something, he was on a he was off of Molly or something, but. Um that was good. That was good uh comedy during
0: RG3 during blames our, everybody but himself humor. for uh for his his play down the stretch of his career. Like I I I I am with him cuz Jake Rudin was a fucking moron, but uh, he has the op- like he I've never heard a man make more excuses than RG3 does.
1: Yeah, maybe McNabb, but well. Um and then I I don't know, yeah, one of Dave Canales, uh, Mike McDonald, Bobby Sloe, I don't know. Uh maybe I'm not I'm not on the Bill Belichick board. Train uh, like like a lot of people are, but I, I can't say I'd be mad if he was hired over Nick Sirianni. I mean, let's compare the two his resume in ten years, you know. Yeah, so, exactly. um, yeah, I think I'm 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 kind of with you there.
0: Yeah, I, I'm with you on some of those offensive guys, but I just uh, worry like, this team seems like it's bigger than just uh, X's and O's too. Like it, that is a problem, but I also think that there's a culture problem here. Where the that the the way they collapsed and the way they just kind of mailed it in towards the end of the season that that was even a possibility I think that needs to be rectified whether that means trading this guy or that guy or bringing in a coach who's gonna just establish the cult co- like I would be cool with Vrabel too I'm not like in love with that that's kind of just another guy who's just the uh, you know like a um a CEO coach you know who just kind of oversees stuff I, I I'm not really in love with that but. Yeah, I really, I, I just think that like the like I would be with the Ben Johnsons, the the Bobby Slowings, like that guy, those guys, like the that that would be you know the the McDonalds, those kind of guys. Uh, I'm I'm in for because I think the offense. If you're going to pay 250 million dollars for your your quarterback and he's going to look like that, we need to get somebody in here who's going to change that situation and, and make them you know make them better. I, I will say, I, I, and I want to repeat this again. I will not watch. Like I, 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 You should. You are. I think out there. You people listen, listening are fucking morons. If you believe the Eagles will be anything different next year, if they keep Nick Sirianni, I, I don't. I don't care what's going to happen. There's going to be a lot of the same players here again. And what? I really, truly, the Eagles all year this year were really not that good. You know, like they, they, they showed you that. I mean, they they were they're, they're point. How many different.
1: times do we say it? Yeah. We, we were just like... After, after big wins, when we beat the Bills, me and you were like, I don't know, bro, like, we got fucking lucky. We got lucky this game and still got blown out. Yeah. like
0: Literally. I, uh, game after I'm game, that Chiefs game. MVS catches that pass. We're, we're, we're having bro. a different conversation after that game. Tell me about it. You know, the Cowboy game. The the, the, the one we won. Dak, Dak steps out of bounds on the two-point conversion. We're having a different... Yeah. So, so, you know, we're having a different conversation at the end of that game. So... You could go game after game after game. I mean, we were, you know, fighting tooth and nail to beat the Commanders at, at certain points Twice. this year. Yeah. Like, the, we you know, we, we had to fight for our life to beat the Giants uh, late in the season. I'm even talking about some of those early games were just rough. Yeah. And, uh, and that,
1: the the offense win was like the best clean yes. win I think we, we even had. And that was, looking back on that, I, I don't even know how that happened. How they didn't well, even get to manage, you know, I guess because their offense they were a, frauds. you know. Yes. Also, that's what also, it came yes. down. to. The fraud game. <laughs> yeah, the fraud game.
0: And we were all excited, which it was a good win. But it, I knew at the end of the day, it's just a good matchup for us because they are soft. And if a team is yeah. softer than us, then we we can look like the you know the, the greatest team on fucking on turf. But yeah, like they were just frauds. That that's what it came down to. We kind of wanted to not believe it, but they were. And. and Nick Sirianni did nothing to fix this. He did nothing to change the the direction of the season. Uh, I do think that Howie Roseman had a big part in this. When I think it was not Nick Sirianni's decision to remove Sean Desai, uh, not completely. I think you know it, it made him look dumb when he said you know early in the week, no, we're not going to make a change, and then two days later he makes a change. You know that that didn't make any sense at all, but.
1: Yeah, Patricia should go. Desai should go. All of them um, should go. Everyone on the defense you, should pretty much go. Uh, but then, like, you know, who do you bring in a D coordinator? Like, I, I don't even know. Yeah, someone, I guess. Right. Anyway, uh, do it, Do what Alabama did. Make a a random move that's like amazing. Taking a uh, Kane Wolnack from being a head coach at um, uh, South Alabama, and then making him their DC. What a great move for Bama. But something like that, where we just like, you know, Howie says, "Fuck this. Let's target the best defensive minds in college and the pros." no matter how available or unavailable they are let's go after the fucking top ones that yeah. that's that's what that that has to be um what your what your move is what, what would you think about this this guy currently doesn't have a job this is on the offensive side Tommy Reese Eagles OC no, what do you, you. think
0: no nope. <laughs> nah, i know nah, i saw him he, he did lose his job that's hilarious i wonder where he's going to end up he'll, he'll probably be an offensive assistant somewhere in the SEC that'll you know
1: i'll shoot.
0: yeah do they need one i, I mean
1: uh well they well Pretty wild no, that Caleb DeBoer ended they up,
0: uh, you know, going to Alabama. Uh, that's, I mean, it, it's a good move for Alabama. We and never talked Jeff about Saban walking away. That's pretty crazy.
1: Yeah, I didn't was expect crazy. That. that. That um and. Uh, Bel- Belichick not being retained in New England—that happened in back to back. Was wild. Yeah, like through the goats who also coached together. So, so if you think about like fuck Dick
0: yes. Well, I mean, I-, I have no love for him either. He that no, guy's broken all my heart. He should have done time.
1: that at LSU and not Alabama, so he can go fuck
0: himself. Uh, so I I think like the Raiders are going to wind up keeping Antonio Pierce. Uh, I mean, if I were them, I, I don't know why you wouldn't.
1: Uh, he yeah, he, and especially if Max Crosby says I'm gonna I want to I want out if you don't keep him. So
0: yeah, well I, I would be all over. I would trade them whatever they wanted for Max Crosby to be honest. Uh, the Titans. Who knows? Who cares? Really? You know? Uh, I mean, I'm sure they. If I were them, I'd bring in some sort of offensive guy. They've gone defense. Uh, you know, they went defense last time. Switch it up. Uh, the, you know, other than that, like, the Chargers are going to wind up probably getting Jim Harbaugh, if I had to guess. That that if he wants to go there, and, they, you know, I don't think they can really do much better than him. Uh, I think him or Belichick are, are, you know, the two options for them. But, like, other than that, I think if we were to fire our coach, we would be in there as one of the top guys. I mean, Belichick was interviewing with the Falcons yesterday. You know, like, it's that's the other teams that we're competing with, so... If we, yeah, you know, Panthers. and but yeah, I mean, you know, I'll tell you a, a kind of a, you know, a wild card sort of pick would be if the Steelers let go of Tomlin, I would get Tomlin in here in a second, man. Like that would be, you want to talk about culture. We, we would have a whole new culture here if that was the, yeah. uh, the sounds case. like that's not
1: happening. CJ Watts said, I'm not playing for anybody unless it's him. So, uh, guys are, you know, planting their flag for their guys. Um, yeah, maybe there's sneaky names that we don't know about uh who knows i don't know yeah maybe we bring marcus freeman in the brdc god
0: no uh geez don't stop bringing up these notre dame guys that are gonna get triggered uh
1: brian kelly n- yeah Eagles like literally that coach. might be a guy
0: that they that, but he's not gonna get paid more than uh he does down in lsu also rumors
1: are he wants to go back to michigan you know I, I don't i don't know if i buy that but whatever
0: uh, why would why would he if you I mean maybe he can't cut it down in LSU I knew he wasn't going to be built for that that's you know he's going to be yeah
1: a- but he's he's building a lot I mean he just made a bunch of great hires on the defensive side he has a, a super class forming in 2025
0: yeah, uh, he, yeah the same situation going momentum. on here dude
1: no 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 yeah. you were not getting top recruits at Notre Dame nope. yep he just nope. he was
0: going to the playoffs and stuff like that and he said you know what that's a little different I'll go to LSU I'll different. go to LSU and, and lose the Saban every year that, that that's what he said. You know, yeah,
1: well, he beat save last year. All right. Yeah, in a meaningless so game, it met nothing. Nope. No, we got to the SEC championship. Whatever.
0: Congratulations, guys. <laughs> uh, let, let's get back to the Eagles, though. Uh, you know, at, at the end of the day, I'm happy that we're not going to have to watch these guys and talk about them anymore. Uh, that that is, yeah, uh, I'm good. The good thing about them, but I guess we'll just have to keep talking. Like next week, we'll probably start doing some draft stuff. Some, Love you know, it. we'll talk about it. What, you know, by then. Well, no. I mean, we well, you probably will have to hop in for an emergency episode if they were to fly fi- actually fire next Sirianni. I yeah. hope that that would be, you know, a thing in the near future. But
1: um, I think me and you need to. We're gonna hit the lab. We're gonna hit the, the film room hard and just start scouting all these guys. Every corner, every linebacker, every defensive player, uh, even some receivers. I'm scouting all of them, and I want I want the Eagles to hop. They better listen to who I want to draft this year because they never do. That's
0: an issue. Yeah, well, you know, it, it's they're 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 at they're really their franchises. That's what I, I, the heartbreaking thing was, like last night. They like they're at a crossroads now. Like it's the the it's the the end of the old era. Like it's at the end of the Super Bowls. Like it's like they have to push into a new era, a new regime, and it's you can't. I I just don't think you can. Co- I really don't believe in Nick Sirianni anymore. So I like if I don't, from the outside, I don't see why. Those players should believe in them because they were the ones that are out there. Like, if you really believed in Nick Sirianni, you would have gone out there and played better. You would have You yeah. would have said, hey, coach, this isn't working. We got to do this, this, or that. Like, they, if they were all just robots sitting there doing whatever this man said, then, like, no, that was never going to work. It's just, uh, I don't know. And I, I will be truthful. I don't think Jalen Hurts deserves to be uh, absolved of, of all blame because it seems no, like a lot of no. that's happening, too.
1: I, it's funny. I, I feel like I'm reading a lot of Jalen Hurts slander. I feel like I'm seeing him get. You know, when you're the quarterback and when you have a big contract like that, the expectations are going to be very high, as they should be. But I mean, I, I don't want to say he's the least of our worries, but like on the list, he's he's down to, towards the bottom. He's down, yeah, no, yeah, nah, I agree. Playing injured pretty much all year. Um, now, the the problem with him is, I think he gets, like you said, he has a moment in, in big games. Just every game, he has at least one or two. Just huge fuck ups. Huge, like, a, yeah, like a fumble like that just mag, shouldn't happen.
0: Monumental fuck ups.
1: Yes. Um, but looking around, there's, there's games where Josh Allen just forgets that he's good. So, you know, I, I don't want to give the guy, I don't want to like let him off the hook completely. But I also, you know, I just want to place the, the right amount of blame um, to everybody else. Cause I mean, you know, like you said, like from Howie all the way down to the punter who's by the way I can't believe they haven't had a good punter in like 3 years. Yeah. Um and whatever. Anyway. Um I mean, you know, the the grounding was really bad. He he should have got rid of it much quicker. But I I'm, I'm watching Dan o right here on NFL Live absolutely just eviscerate our our offensive concepts and our, our offensive scheme. Just literally making jokes about how it, vanilla and elementary it is. I mean, we're running these three-yard outs every play. Do you remember the fourth and, like, 12 where we threw it six yards? Yeah. <laughs> sure, why is Jalen Hurts throwing short of the fourth down six? Yeah, I don't know why he is either, but why are we running plays that are short of the six? Why are guys, tree five-yard outs on fourth and 12? <laughs> like, what? It makes no sense whatsoever. It makes you if, – if most Eagles fans who are, you know, pretty, pretty dumb, if most Eagles fans can diagnose better than the coaches – what does that tell you? Like, what does that tell you? It tells you that Sirianni needs to go. So we'll see. I mean, if, if they're going to act, they better act fast. Cause guys are going to be, you know, uh, Bill Belichick's already m- meeting with uh, Arthur blank on his absolute mammoth sized yacht. So, um, you know, we're going to have to hurry up and, and make a decision quickly.
0: Yeah, I hope they do. I really hope they do. Uh, I, I think they'll get back to Philly today. They'll maybe talk today or tomorrow and that should be it. Like I, I, sure, yeah. I think Jeff Lurie he probably made his decision. You know, like I, we we talked about it last week. It was, you know, if they go out and win and they look different, then you 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 keep them no matter what. Like yeah, I think yes. you can just give them another year. We still fire those guys the OC and the DC like because they let you down towards the end of the year. But you know they they were able to find a way to win, and I think that 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 means something. That that does mean something. But yeah. if you were to go out and lose. You know, and especially the way they lost. I think that's important. I know people were like, well, you know, they, sh- you should have known by now. And, uh, you know, I think they did know. But you have to see it happen first for you to make that decision. When you see that man get th- th- their team just week after week getting embarrassed. And you're supposed to. And they're spending a lot of money. And they were just in the Super Bowl last yep. year. Ty, he's got to do it. Like, he's probably sitting there like, I, I have to, to fire
1: him. You know, like. It's, it's, it's definitely a tough decision.
0: I know. don't think it is. But I understand I why. I well, why? Uh, you know,
1: because yeah, I see I a lot of
0: people that I like, like my my friends, people in the like you know who are Eagles guys who are saying no, he deserves another year. I don't, un- I don't understand that thinking. Just from what I saw, there they're putting too much blame on the coordinators, and it's at a point where I'm like, well, if we're gonna blame the coordinators for everything, what does Nick do? What is his job? Because last night, all he did was punt on fourth and twos, and kind of was another reason that we, you know lost us the game because he was scared. He's playing scared the whole time. He knew his team wasn't that good. So I don't know.
1: The only thing I would say, maybe it scares uh, other candidates saying, man, I only have a couple of years to write to, to this ship, or maybe they'll get rid of me too. Maybe that's a thing that some people around the league would think if we got rid of Sirianni quote unquote early, which again, I mean, you don't think it's early, but yeah. maybe that's something that you have to consider. I don't know. And I would, um, but
0: I would look that guy in the eye and say, just watch the film. Just watch yeah. the film. Uh, you, you're, you're smarter than I am. Watch the film, and you tell me if, if that guy is worthy of keeping.
1: So um, the amount of times uh, a team put a man in motion this year, I want to give a quick oh, little yeah, is- shout-out. Miami Dolphins, 68%. And you're probably like, that's a little high. The Rams at second are second at 44. Niners third. Packers fourth. Lions fifth. Ravens sixth. Notice oh, that these are offense. all elite offenses. Yeah. Yes, thank you. Um we are 32nd yeah. at 10.9. Yep. We're, uh, there's a bigger gap between us and the Browns at 31 than there is the Browns and the Broncos at 24. Uh, actually, that's a little bad math. But anyway, close, close enough. enough. We, we, we have a pretty wide gap uh, last place, so we don't put anybody in motion ever, which makes sense. I mean, <laughs> this is such an easy, predictable offense. I mean, look, Todd Balls was probably not even trying after that game last night, where he was like, "Yeah, I, we're going to call that play again because it's going to work," and I, I don't even need to put on my coaching hat. I already know how these guys operate. So, um, Wink Martindale said the same thing. Um, so, yeah, and, and I the, mean, the,
0: the annoying thing is Nick Bosa was right. He knew, like he he was like, we we basically uncovered the way to beat them, which is just blitz the fucking dog shit out of them, and, and they they will just and Jalen will look at it and he'll fold like that. That's. That that's the way, they didn't, and over the weeks, they never developed a plan where like, alright, well like like a quick get the ball out of your hand in like a second, you know, like it. that was never an option for our team it was always like, snap, wait run, run leave the pocket throw it away, snap, wait run, leave the pocket, throw it away it was rinse, repeat, yeah,
1: six, rinse, repeat 60, 62% of the Bucks passing yards came after the catch 82% of their rushing yards came after contact. So, yes. yeah. Uh, so, many problems, man. Where do we get started? Yeah, yeah. where do we start? But I, all I know is I'm going to be hitting that film room. We don't have that many picks. We don't have a fourth. We have the same second. We have a couple, of, I think we have like four fifths. So, uh, and you know, they love trading picks and trading back and getting future picks and moving other, you know, where moving we, around in the draft. Where so.
0: in the first round will we be?
1: We're 22. Fuck. So I think too. the second round picks are 55 and 60.
0: That's something right. like They that. could use that to move up if they wanted to. And
1: or they could take some guys that are fucking good and that's quality true. players and not Davion Taylor and uh, Cam Juergens and say, all no. these other guys.
0: I almost want them to trade because I don't trust. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so but that's how he roseman to pick people that late in the draft.
1: That's the way to do it. I mean, listen, if Keely Ringo, he look, he's looking like a pretty good pick. Maybe if Nekobi Dean stays healthy. That's I mean. a solid pick, and then you have Jordan Davis. Like you have these young guys that are on cheap deals, and you don't, you know, have a decision to make on their future quite yet. You still have a couple of years that that gives you so much flexibility. When, when you nail on one entire draft, that gives you so much, so much um, flexibility in what you can do and adding pieces kind of around them, and you know, helping them mold and, and improve. You don't have to rely. On these young players, but the fact that when you hit on these picks, I mean, look at the Ravens. In 2022, they drafted Hamilton and Linderbaum in the first round. Absolute nail, both of them. Um, They had a bunch of other picks. I think Charlie Kohler, uh, Isaiah Likely taking him 139th. The fact that he can kind of just step in for Mark Andrews and play really well. Uh, Jalen Armour Davis, David Ojabo. uh, Back to 2021, they took Adafe Owe and Rashad Bateman in the first. Ben Cleveland. These are all players that play and make an impact. Zay Flowers. They got him a 22nd overall last year. So if we could get a Brian Thomas Jr. out at LSU, I know I'm a little, a little biased there, but if we can get him a 22, that's a playmaker. Um, Terry on Arnold or Koolaid McKinstry or Nate Wiggins, get him a 22. Either of those guys are, I think they're all corners. So um, but just looking at how these great teams become great teams, it's, it's very obvious. And we are doing almost none of the things that, that, they're, uh, that they're doing. Also, the commanders look like they're heading in the right direction with uh, hiring that guy. It was Adam Peters. I think. Um, Also, they're going hard after Ben Johnson, so stealing him from them would also be, you know, kind of killing two birds with one stone, but um, I guess the good thing is the division has, like, a very bleak outlook, right? So, you know, getting back to the the playoffs and getting back to hosting playoff games should not be that hard looking ahead. Um, I I don't think the Cowboys are going to, like, completely titanic fall uh, into, like, a 6-7 win team, but, you know, they're very unserious, just like we are.
0: Um, And they have a lot of free agents that like you read for us, they have a lot of guys that are going to be, you know, up for new deals, injuries, they have injuries, also CD wants a new deal. Dak's going to want a new deal. So there's a lot. (laughs) They have a lot of things. I I would love to
1: have come in here and be able to shit
0: on the Cowboys, but I can't even do it. Like, I don't even have the heart to do it.
1: It's sad. Eagles and Cowboys fans for, you know, once it seems like once in a a blue moon are, are um, we're, 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 I guess like almost the same boat. Really? Literally, are in the same boat. I had a Eagles or a Cowboys fan send me a message earlier. It's just like, This is both of us. And it was like the Eagles logo and this little kid. And he like spilled some stuff and then he spilled a little bit more. And then he threw it down or something like that. It was a very uh, accurate depiction of our season. And then Cowboys fans are like, Yo, this is both of us. It's like, Jesus Christ. This is the point. This is where we're at. Yeah. Where we have to like lament with Cowboys fans because we're all on the same page. Not, not, not loving it.
0: Not loving it at all. I think that's all. Uh, uh, I guess we could – I don't even really want to talk about any of the other stuff. I, I don't even have – I mean, the Flyers are one point out of first place, oh Ty. Uh, they, they, they. That was the one thing. They At the bar last night, they had the Flyers game on the one TV, and, <laughs> and it gave me a little bit of just happiness to see that uh, happening. This Jamie Drysdale is pretty good. He's already got COVID, but he's pretty good.
1: Jesus. Um,
0: you know, it, it, it's nice to have a defenseman who's not a slow oaf. Like uh Zamula or any of those other guys, Rushdinen that we have, this guy can yeah. actually skate. He can, he's a difference maker on the power play. He's just a he's a good player, and I think the, the big difference is getting a guy who can play right now uh, as opposed to cutter where we're gonna have to wait, you know, till maybe next year or later, this year. Cutter. Yeah, call yeah. W, w- William Gutier, So how
1: about <laughs> how the far is 14 six and four on the road yeah road dogs also beating good teams
0: yeah went um, up to Winnipeg and and stole that game you know uh they, they had no business winning that game uh minnesota same deal stole that game yeah. so uh yeah man uh things are things are good for the for our philadelphia flyers uh i I will be curious they're yeah a little, little bit over 50 days till the uh trade deadline i'll be curious to see what they do i, I think the they're still going to trade some of those guys that they were you know, that they're not going to re-sign, but I mean I think they have a defenseman that they can now trade, probably Sean Walker. With the addition of Jamie Drysdale, they don't have they wouldn't have the hole that would exist if he wasn't here. And, and then you know you, you'll see what you do from there. I, I don't think they're going to make any big time crazy moves, but I do think that there is yeah. the possibility to add a little bit, and maybe push towards the playoffs. I mean you have a I think a sixty eight or sixty nine percent chance. Get into the playoffs right now. It's
1: I love it. I'm here for it. And, I mean Blackhawks are utter dog shit. So I'm I'm on the Flyers training, baby. Yeah. Try, Flyers and Panthers. Let's get it. It's
0: uh, it, it's it, we're past the point where it's just sample size. You know, we're
1: you know uh, we're forty four games in, right? Like yeah, half, more than half.
0: We're, we're like we're waiting Looking for good, them man. to fall apart. Like it's not. It hasn't happened yet. So like, why don't we just buy in? And uh, you know, yeah. If it doesn't work out, it doesn't work out. It's truly not the end of the world. But. Uh, you know these flyers are well ahead of schedule. It's good to see Joel Embiid is back. That's the good to see. Took care of business against the Rockets. They got a game against the Nuggets tonight. That's actually somewhat uh, intriguing or fun to. That'll yeah. be fun to watch. Um, you know the three point three and a half point favorites last time I checked. So that's pretty wild. But you know that's a. They, they
1: had know, a Nuggets so. had a bunch of guys that were questionable. I think. Yeah. Well, they're all playing.
0: Yeah. So I'm so. sure that that line will change a little bit, but. Uh, you know, it, it'll just be good. It, it, we need to be healthy. That's the number one thing. It's him staying healthy and getting that, that chemistry with these guys, and then eventually they'll make the addition. Uh, we could talk about the Sixers, but it feels like we have the same conversation. Regular season, you have the same conversation about them over and over again. So it's truly yeah. not, uh, you know, uh, it's a waste of time at a certain point. And the Phillies and baseball have done pretty much nothing. Your Dodgers got someone else, didn't they, <laughs> uh, then they get Teoscar they or something Teoscar, like that.
1: Yeah, Teoscar yeah, like, Hernandez to be uh to fill in the BRD. I mean, we lost JD Martinez, swapping out for Teoscar, who hits lefties very well. We needed a right-handed bat, but re- relatively cheap. And uh, also, it's there's a lot of rumors and and odd reporting coming out of. Make sure I get this right. I think, I think Korea, right? Isn't that where Roki Sasaki plays in Korea? Um, he, he doesn't play in Japan. He is Japanese, right? making Uh, sure I get this right. Yeah, he's Japanese in the uh, KBO, NPH. Yeah. Hold on. uh Uh-oh.
0: I have no internet, so I would help you, but uh, my internet's been down.
1: (laughs) Nice to the snow. Yeah, the snow, the outages, somebody crashed into a pole. Who knows? Um, A lot of just mixed reports, I guess, from Japanese outlets uh, that some are untrustworthy, some aren't. I don't know how to, you know, I'm not tuned in with the Japanese news. Um. But Roki Sasaki prefers to play for the Dodgers, it seems oh, oh. like. Yeah, what else the, is new? No. There, <laughs> there won't be a, um, you know, I think there's a, a cap on how much he can get from every team. So it's not going to be about, uh, about money. He's only 22 right now. I don't think he's going to pitch this year. He just had Tommy John. So we're getting him coming off Tommy John. We're going to get him for cheap. He apparently wants to play with Yamamoto and Otani. Uh, so that's good. I mean, the Dodgers are building a Japanese super team. Yeah, I'm literally going to be
0: the Japanese World Baseball Classic team.
1: Uh, well, listen, I mean, things is. weren't working before. And they're like, you know what? Fuck it. We're, we're we're going after all of them. We're getting all these motherfuckers. And I'm here for it, obviously. So I don't know if Rookie's going to be able to wear number 17. So he's going to have to change numbers. But uh, everything else on the, the hot stove, boy, it's, it's not hot.
0: No. No, Blake Snell's still out there. Jordan Montgomery. Last report I heard was that the Phillies are not going to be in on either one. Then I had clowns telling me that the uh, pitching rotation's fine the way it is, and I'm like, okay, well, so not... we're, we're going to do exactly <laughs> what we did last year and be shocked when, you know, uh, they're like, God damn it, why aren't we having a bullpen game in the playoffs? Well, because you didn't want to go out and go get a starter. You didn't want to trade for one. You didn't want to sign one. You just wanted to uh, have Christopher Sanchez uh, out there and yeah. uh, Taiwan Walker uh, waving his towel in the, in the dugout. so. <laughs> The, that's that. Really, I, I have no energy for any of this. But if Blake Snow
1: is asking, or Scott Boris is asked for nine years, three hundred million for Blake Snow. No, I, thank I, you. I,
0: I already said though. I don't even care what the money promptly, is. I really don't want him.
1: Yeah, promptly hang up and and move on somewhere else. But I feel like Marcus Stroman could have been an option for the Phillies. Just somebody else. Just somebody, right? Somebody. Yeah. You need to get somebody in there um, to kind of offset that ridiculous Taiwan Walker signing. But maybe Taiwan Walker turns, maybe turns it back. Maybe ninety nine turns it back. Shows up next year, makes the All Star game. That's your number three starter. What do you think?
0: Uh, I would love that. Uh, You know, uh, if he if he's pitching better than Ranger uh, Ranger Suarez, then we're in good shape. That that's I'm I'm calling it. uh, Hey, that would be that would be good. Then then we probably wouldn't need to go out and get one. We we would have enough. Uh, We need some bullpen, you know. But there's a lot of shoes that need to drop before any of these signings are made. You know, Josh Hader still out there, right? Yeah, yeah. Like uh, there's a lot of guys that are just still out there that don't have teams we need to figure out you know I, at the top of the market i don't think the phillies will be uh, you know involved but once the top of the market is set then i think some of those other guys that are underneath of them will sign and we'll know a number for them you know so we'll see we'll see I, i'm not uh, i'm not all i'm not ready to switch over to the phillies yet not ready to switch over to the uh, sixers yet i'm still been rooting for the flyers but now I'm just uh, focused on getting Nick Sirianni out of the city. That's the main focus right now in my life.
1: Yeah, I'm, I'm here for you. I'm here. Listen, the Phillies aren't doing nothing. The, the Flyers are making noise. Sixers are making noise. Is this is this a Sixers or Flyers city now? What what can you see? You have your finger on the pulse. What do you what do you think?
0: Uh, it's neither right now. I think either still a <laughs> lot in my in my thought process, but I, a lot of people are getting onto the Flyers. I, I think uh, I'm I can, here for I can it. feel that the. The Sixers are just have uh, like have given people PTSD that they're just so uh, emotionally damaged from what they've done to them. Uh, it's year after year after year. It's the same shit. show. Uh, allegedly, like,
1: Tobias Harris is back. Are well, I mean, you the guy? It? The
0: guy dropped thirty like in back-to-back games or something like that. He had forty the one night against the Kings or or so, something close to that. You know, and then Daryl, Daryl Morey, fucking clown, has to put out the the crumble cookies. They think that shit's so funny. Oh my God, that's so, you guys are so funny. Yeah, go ahead and lose in the second round again. We can keep (laughs) doing those ironic and hilarious posts. Like, the people who run the Sixers, uh, Twitter account are a fucking joke. They, 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 they are just the biggest clown jokesters of all time. So funny. Ha ha ha. Hilarious. And... The, the problem is though the people from Fishtown support this bullshit. That's you know yeah. all those Northern Liberties clowns are out there clapping and just happy to be here. We're just you know as long as the guys try hard and do their best. So there's a big a portion of the fan base that's probably saying that about the Eagles. That's like you know hey man they they ch- they're still my guys. You know I'm still riding with number one. I saw that like I'm riding with Hurts. You know like fuck you dude. No cares. Go ahead and ride with them, bro. Get in the car. You go ride off a fucking cliff with them. I don't give a shit, man. Fucking, t- put Sirianni in the car though. That's all I ask. So, there you go. There's uh, there's my true blue thoughts. I actually like Jalen Hurts. Don't make make no mistake. I just hate the people yes. who try to be positive in these times. Fuck off. Let me be angry for a couple. Uh, you know, let me be yeah, angry be for a couple that. days. All right. I think that's enough. We'll have a uh, we'll have a UFC Vegas eighty four breakdown tomorrow. We'll have a UFC two ninety seven. Breakdown on you know, sometime this before the weekend, where we'll talk about Strickland DDP. That card's not really the greatest, but it's uh, it, it's no, it's, it, it's all right. But you know, we'll 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 yeah, we'll no. shift focus, ladies and gentlemen. It won't be all you know negativity. It won't be thunderstorms and rain clouds all the time. We we will we will change the momentum here.
1: Hopefully, hopefully. hopefully. I mean, today's t- today is off to a shit start after yesterday. I don't have the most optimism here i mean there's another car alarm going off it, it's a blue uh, honda now so i'm just uh.
0: yep and my tv and internet has been out for three hours now so <laughs> there you go ladies and gentlemen you're welcome for this podcast i can't believe we actually got it in but uh until next time this is the hot take hot box my name is matt mcsweeney
1: my name is talk
0: and as always we are going to be standing on the rooftops standing on the mountains screaming at the top of our lungs to the clouds Fuck Nick Sirianni, fire Nick Sirianni.